0: Hi, my name is Cody. I'm the owner of BearClaw Creative, and today we're going to be talking about story, specifically story in advertisements. Now, a couple days ago, I created a post that was talking about how to create an ad that shows you care. I specifically called it making ads that care. So in that post, I'm talking about three different steps that I suggest to craft a story for your advertisement. In most cases, you have one of two advertisements. You either have a laundry list of why you're the best company to work with, which is fine. Um, I've seen it be successful, and usually in a B2B space, I've seen that work if you put out enough advertisements. On the other end, you have story. The nice thing about story is you can create, content beyond just that one specific advertisement by continuing that story. Let's talk about it a little bit more. So in that post, I'm suggesting, and I'm going to make the case in this podcast, that story is the actually the only option that you really want to go with. The reason being, laundry lists are great. Having a big list of why you're a great company, you're a great company to work with, would be a great asset for you to have on your website. But we're not trying to just get people to the website. We're trying to get them to convert. Conversion requires passion. Let me let that sink in for just two seconds. Conversion requires passion. If you want to get someone to buy from you, you have to get them passionate enough to purchase and then get them to justify it after the fact. Here's why I'm talking about this. In a Harvard study, they found that 95% of our purchases come from subconscious. As in, the subconscious in the back of your mind is making the decision to buy an item for you. Then as soon as the consciousness realizes that you've made that purchase or as soon as it kicks back in and decides to, you know, take over control again, you justify the purchase off of the talking points that you've already been over. So in a car situation, if you go to a car dealership, the chances of you purchasing that car based on passion is pretty high. That's why the majority of people have buyer's remorse when they purchase a vehicle, especially a used vehicle. So if we're based if we're doing everything based off of this subconscious desire, right? Then we should also be looking at advertisements based on this subconscious desire. That's why the first step that I give is what are the individual feeling. What are we trying to get them to feel after they've been through the advertisement? This could be one time, this could be two times, this could be 30 times, depending on how many times they actually need to see the ad to convert. Now, a pretty common rule of thumb is called the rule of seven. I need to have seven touch points with an individual before they convert. Now, this can be done in advertisements This can be done on paid advertisements, on social media. This can be done on AdWords. This can be SEO. This can be a YouTube channel video. This could be a Facebook post. This could be a blog post. Um, Multiple forms of advertisement. This could be an email. That's why email, text, and push notifications, I was pushing that so hard on my social media, trying to get you to, to understand that this is a big deal. That's why I'm keep pushing that because Those are free, quote-unquote, ways of communicating with an individual, communicating with a lead. I get your email address. I can continually talk to you over email by sending you a newsletter or sending you a mail blast or something, especially text message. Text message gets really good open rates. If you have not checked out the previous video, I mean not video. I think it was a post. Go check out my previous post. The open rates on text and push 90% open rates. That's insane. In comparison to most emails that I've worked on, actually me personally worked on, I've seen, I've got to 36% open rates. That's a really good open rate. Really good. The standard is about 20 And there was one time, actually, in a second stream, um, on an email that I did, I had a second email that got opened 40%. It was really good subject line. So, who's just, you know, not surprising. Good subject line gets you opens. A good subject line and good preheader got us a really good open. What we did was we focused on what was the emotion we're trying to convey. What do the people feel when they use a different software? It was a SaaS company. And what do we want them to feel when they use our software? So the feeling really, really does matter. We're going to purchase based off of some sort of subconscious desire. Now, in the advertisement, you can basically make an advertisement wrapped fully around this, but I'm going to say you need to do step two and step three as well. So, I said, establish, you know, step one, what should they feel? Establishing the feeling is the start to your story and the driving force for your advertisement. Then step two, we're going to talk about who are the characters, there are three main characters in a the story. There's the hero, there's the villain, and there's the catalyst. Now, ne- it doesn't necessarily have to be that the villain, the hero, and the catalyst are human. In fact, in some most cases, the catalyst is a inanimate object. In the example I gave, In Star Wars, Luke Skywalker is the hero. Our main villain in the first Star Wars movie is Darth Vader. And the catalyst that actually drives him forward is the Force and the lightsaber. So, in that example, I would suggest that you make the hero your customer. In that exact example, I mean, you could even make an advertisement based on that. Luke, the... Young, inexperienced, but courageous young man journeys outwards and then is met with the Force and the lightsaber. Both are given by Ben, um, Obi-Wan Kenobi, and they are driving forces for him to start his journey in fighting with the Rebellion. The true catalyst here was... You know, the force. It's the whole driving force behind the, the whole movie. It's the thing that is fate. It's driving people forward. So you would be the force. Your company would be the force. The item or the object that is forcing the, the, comp- the group to move forward. And the villain is the problem. Now, the reason I say to set this up this way... Is now we're focusing. What are the feelings of the hero? What does the catalyst need to do to convince the hero to move forward to fight the villain? This might sound like mumbo jumbo, but it really, really does matter. If you can blueprint this out on a pa- on a page, it will show you that a story, a well crafted story, will convert better is what type of story are you telling this is basically the plots the plot style um it i don't remember who it was but it was um basically they said there's nine types of plots for stories um and specifically advertisements is what i'm going to say and the the nine types are these overcoming the monster so there's some sort of beast that you now have to fight or there's an internal struggle You are fighting against the monster inside of you. You can see this happen in a lot of werewolf movies, um, a lot of monster movies where the individual turns into a monster. Um, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, a great example of this. Um, But also overcoming the monster, so so beating out the monster, fighting him, is also another uh, version of that. Rags to riches, I mean, Prince and Pop, Prince and the Pauper, pretty simple. The hero is, you know, a nobody. He becomes a prince and then find out that they're related. And yeah, so rags riches, pretty easy. Quest, I mean, again, pretty obvious. Look at Lord of the Rings. Um, in Lord of the Rings, they're given a quest that they have to go accomplish. And the villain, the catalyst, and the hero are all pretty standard Frodo, hero. The catalyst is the ring, and the villain is Sauron. Um, <clears throat> the voyage and return. Um, you can see this in in Hunter, um, you know Hatchet. That's the movie, and and other things where the individual goes off, they come back, and they're changed at the end of the movie. Um, there's still villains involved in that. Comedy, which has been recently used a lot more, you can see them in purple advertise, um, the Purple Mattress advertisements. They've really stepped up. I mean, all advertisements have really stepped up in comedy. The reason being is they can keep your attention longer if they can keep you laughing, but they can also run down a laundry list of why they're better than their competition. Um, I've seen that happen a lot i believe it's working now but i wouldn't be i wouldn't be surprised if that stops working eventually um, just because it the style the exact style the person in front of the camera walking i mean it really started with five with five dollar shave club and his advertisement i mean it's just it's been done and it's been done the same way So many times, I would suggest if you're going to try comedy, try it in a different style. Um, Maybe focus on, I mean, focus on a different style of comedy. Not just one person walking on stage to the right, talking about all the great things that their product does. And then they do things with the background. It's been done before. Um, tragedy, obviously, this has been shown in so many cases. I mean, Subaru just did a commercial where it was the Subaru crashed and the individual who's doing the voiceover is talking about how grateful they are that if that the fact that their daughter crashed, the fact that they had a Subaru saved her life, and that she was safe because of the Subaru um, so that's been that's an example of tragedy rebirth I don't know how to make an advertisement on rebirth it's basically the individual goes out they die and then they come back a new individual um, I don't know how I do rebirth on an advertisement who's done rebirth That one's a mystery, which is number eight, (laughs) which has been done before. Actually, um, I just recently saw an advertisement for Goat, I believe, is the brand. They sell high-end fashion products, and it's literally just them. It's just high-end fashion products like being shown on models, and they say nothing about the company. It's a lot of mystery on what's going on behind it. So that's a good one. I've seen some other people do it pretty successfully. Um, GOAT specifically, that brand, it's focused on Gen Z and uh, younger millennials. So the advertisement makes sense. Uh, And then A Rebellion Against the One is the final plot type. So Rebellion Against the One is basically we're knocking out the group. The m- most famous advertisement ever done was the um, Apple Super Bowl ad where the woman's running in and she throws the computer at the monitors. Um, if you haven't seen that advertisement, I would suggest you go see it. It's a very, very, very concise way of taking story and turning it into something very successful um, we had our hero very obvious the woman we had our villain which is the men on the um on the screens and we have our cat we have our catalyst which is the product the apple product um the apple computer that's a little bit older um but if, yeah if you haven't seen that i would suggest you go check that out and watch that advertisement um that ad was great i mean it's it's still talked about today. So if you can establish these things, then your ad is set up to truly impact your audience. And that's just it. I mean, you've been able to convey some sort of emotion to the individual. You've been able to tell a story involving the individual, involving the potential customer, potential lead. And you're able to also tell a story in a compelling way. Now, you can spread this story across multiple um, advertisements. This is the beautiful thing about retargeting. So if you go to my website, or if you happen to end up in in, in my advertisement flow, you're one of the audience members, then I can retarget and run an advertisement against you. Um, or at you, I guess, is an accurate word. And retargeting opens up a lot of opportunities in this sense. I can tell the story very, very slowly, which creates interest. Makes the individual think, oh, I'd, I would like to see what happens next. Which is great, because interest turns into intent. Eventually. Slowly, but surely, interest turns into intent. So the speed at which you're converting, obviously, in a marketing sense, is is everything. How fast can I turn a person who's never heard of my brand before? How fast can I turn them into a lifetime customer? That's super important to every brand. I completely understand that. Sometimes it takes a little bit of time, especially in a B2B space, people do not move fast. I mean, you have, if I was looking for, when I'm looking for clients, I understand that bigger brands are going to need six months to a year, most likely, to get out of a contract. At my last job, we were working with a SEO company and the contract cancellation date, like to cancel our contract was three months. So I completely understand, like, it takes time to get to a cancellation date. So your marketing might want to look at doing a longer form retargeting. This means that I'm not shooting you advertisements every single day. This may mean that I'm shooting you advertisements every single week or every single month. You can spread your spend that way even. So you can optimize by looking at what takes a person to convert. Um, some really good tools, I mean, Google Analytics enables this to be able to see when does a user come back to your website. You can see that on Google Analytics. You can go back and see the flow date of an individual. So if they revisit, if the group, we're going to look at you know aggregated data here, if the group says that we visit you know first week and then most likely you receive another advertisement depending on how you know your schedule so if your schedule is I run an advertisement every week then I have my first group and then they revisit the next week and then they revisit the next week and then they revisit the next week then you have groups that are really really high in intent you're missing something else there the advertisement's working if you have a major influx of one group at the very beginning of your advertisement and then you don't see any returning users after that your retargeting probably needs fixing if you're not seeing any users at all your advertisement needs fixing (laughs) the other thing i really want to bring up is I see a lot of, um, phone people talking to phone ads. Uh, I specifically see this in the, like, I'm a marketing guru. I'm a business guru. I'm a something kind of guru. I see that form of advertisement a lot. Um, if you haven't seen it yet, I mean, pretty much, I mean, Ty Lopez does it all the time. Um, there's some other like, people who want to be millionaires who do it. Basically, they take a phone and they yell at the phone all of the reasons that you should go take their course or do their whatever they're doing, coaching or whatever. <clears throat> um, in the issue that I see with these advertisements, even though they're successful in some way, because all they're doing is drawing on the primal the primal passion of greed i want to be famous i want to be rich i want to have money so you know people are obviously they're buying on um they're buying on passion at that point but if you could if you look at those advertisements they're not they don't feel anything they feel like basically they make me feel whenever i see those advertisements the individual on the other side of the phone Feels like I'm dumb. They think I don't, they're telling me I don't know what I know. They tell me I don't know anything, especially about making passive income or um, working 20 hours a week or, you know, working on a beach with my company running without me having to do anything. Like, there's so many things. There's so many people doing the same thing. They're all telling me the same thing. Hey, I don't know how to run a company. Hey, I don't know how to make passive income. And hey, I don't know how to, you know, on and on and on. Which maybe I don't. But, I mean, your advertisement feels rude, so why do I want to talk to you? And, I mean, honestly, when you make advertisements that are rude like that, I mean, you lose a lot of people. You do draw a line in the sand and you're able to scoop up, you know, a small collection of people, but the group that you could actually capitalize on and on long-term, because these are short-term advertisements. These are guys who are, or girls who are, if they're not truly giving you what they say they are, they're getting, you know, they're coming in, they're getting whatever cash they can and they're getting out. So if I was making an advertisement... (laughs) Before I realized how to make social media content easier for myself, I was banging my head against the wall. I thought I needed to make a new piece of content every single day and I just did not have the time or the energy or even the creative thoughts to continue to make this new piece of advertisement. Not advertisement, new piece of content. (laughs) but. Now that I've learned a new process, a way to speed up my content creation, speed up my you know, the way that I make social media advertisements and the way that I make social media content, I've been able to put produce way more pieces of content than I ever have. And this is all a true story. I mean, I know this kind of my example, but I've been able to put out more content than I ever have before by implementing the cut down strategy. If you have not heard that podcast, go listen to it. I'm going to say that we are almost out of time. Now, the last thing I wanna talk about real quick is each segment in the marketing funnel should have a form of advertisement. This is my personal opinion. Um, I've seen it work. I've seen it work very successfully, especially in a B2B space. So those forms of advertisement would be an awareness advertisement. Hey, here we are. Pay attention to us. We're a brand. We exist. We want you to know that we do this thing. Awareness. Um, Most companies actually stay in awareness for a long time. I mean, this can be a year's thing. You can set up the other forms of advertisement. You can set up the other forms um, in your marketing funnel. But, I mean, awareness should be running all the time. You should always be running an awareness campaign to get to new people. You never want to stay stale. You never want to stay stagnant. You never have enough awareness your next win could come from awareness then the next step is consideration the customer is saying do i want to work with this person don't i so if i made an advertisement for that you're wanting to tell more about the brand in awareness you're really just telling the brand exists in consideration you want to talk about the brand is this kind of person. The brand exists for this kind of person. These are the things we do. These are the things that we hold dear. These are the morals that our brand is based off of. Then the next step is comparison. I on the video, I talk about the Samsung versus Apple um, advertisements. Those when those were coming out, a lot of people thought they were funny. But on the flip side, if you're an Apple user, you felt very disrespected. And I didn't actually have, at the time, I was selling cell phones. Younger, inexperienced Cody, making videos, selling cell phones. Um, I did not have anybody come in to buy a cell phone that watched that ad and said, I don't want my iPhone anymore. I want a Samsung. I did have plenty of people say, you know, I have a friend who just transferred over to a Samsung and I, they really love it and I'd like to try it out. But, you know, I didn't have anybody come in from the advertisement. If anything, I had Apple people, people who love Apple, come in and say, how dare they? This, I love Apple and why, why are you bad mouthing Apple like that? Um, it caused a lot, huge lawsuit, big issue bad. No, no, no. Don't do comparison like that. (laughs) Do comparison where you're highlighting the positives. You take the negatives. Our company doesn't do this. And you turn it into a positive. Our company does this. And you can even draw conclusions for the individual on the other side saying our company does this because of this. Other companies don't. You don't even have to say. You don't have to say that. If you do a good enough job, you can say our company does this, and the individual on the other side, the customer, will say, "Oh, you're right. This other company that I was thinking about doesn't do that." Then we have delight. Delight is super important. The video I did on delight. Um, I'm guessing the time that I, this podcast comes out. It it will be out. If not, it'll be a week. Um, Delight is a super important step that gets ignored constantly. When you are in the delight stage, I am a customer, I just purchased, I'm very happy with my purchase, and then comes either an ask or an additional item or connection point. So that could be a follow-up thank you email. That could be a follow-up phone call saying, hey, you know, we purchased your you purchased our product over a week ago or two weeks ago, which it usually takes someone about 14 days to really get used to a, a product. So kind of use that as a guideline. If you're not giving the customer 14 days before you ask for a review, I mean, maybe they love it beforehand, but you might be missing out. Let's talk about that in a second. I mean, the follow-up call. Hey, how are you liking the product? What can we do better? How can we make this better for you? That matters way, way more than an email that says, hey, thanks for buying from us. Give us a review. An email, a follow-up email. How are you liking the product? What can we do to make it better? We're always trying to improve. I mean, showing that you care is a form of delight. I mean, it's showing that the customer is important. The customer outcome is important. A follow-up thank you letter in the mail. I mean, I haven't seen that done in a while, but it could be really positive. Hey, thank you so much for purchasing from us. It's been great. A B2B space. I mean, I see this done all the time. Like, you have... Random companies like hand out gift baskets. Random companies hand out thank you cards with, with you know, a $10, $15 Starbucks card on it. Um, my old manager was given small bottles of alcohol <laughs> uh, as a, hey, we'd really like to talk to you. <laughs> um, that That's not the like. But taking care of the customer after they've purchased, making sure that they're happy with their purchase and doing whatever you can to make them feel connected, taking care of the packaging, taking care of the thank you letter you put inside the package, think taking care and doing something special inside the package, even adding in those special extra pieces, um, I mean, Apple used to be really good at this. They would add, like, the Apple sticker and things like that, the headphones, all of those things. Those were, like, I didn't buy these. These were extras. And then now they're taking all that stuff away. Um, But that was the difference between, like, someone owning an Apple phone, owning an iPhone, owning an iPad, and them putting an Apple sticker on their car it defines who they were because they got something back they had this little piece of delight of oh i didn't even think about that that's great this is so cool i have this thing now so taking it one step further in your marketing funnel taking care of the customer after the purchase is just as important if not more important than getting that first purchase now if you didn't have the purchase you couldn't do it but You don't get lifetime customers just by sitting around saying, thanks. Talk to us when you're ready to buy again. So I'd say that's everything I have to say about running advertisements on this. Um, I'm sure there's other pieces of story that I could cover. Uh, I might cover them in the future. But building out a story, making sure that your advertisement communicates to the individual and that they feel like, They are the focus of your advertisement. That's the most important thing. That matters 100% more than any other thing that you could do. Making sure that the individual on the other side knows that you're there for their best interest. Not your own, but their best interest. As a company, as an individual... You're trying to help your customer the best you can. I mean, that's what a business is. I'm trying to help my customers as best as I can. So being able to convey that in an advertisement, it will change the game. You'll see better conversions. You'll see improvements in conversions. And the people that are connecting with you will enjoy working with you all that much more. Thank you so much for watching. This has been Cody. Uh, with the owner of bear claw creative if you have any need for digital marketing just give us a call um 816-255-7267 you can email me at cody at com. you can visit our website bearclawcreative.com connect with us in any way you see fit (laughs) social media what have you um if you have any needs as far as digital marketing or if you're just not seeing the results that you expected bear claw creatives here give us a call give us an email we'd love to talk to you thanks